You're listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Isaiah chapter 64, that sounds better up there. That's good. 64, in fact, as you get to these uh, chapters prior to this, and uh, it's, it's where Israel is being regathered. And God is bringing them in on all the rivers that have been polluted, been set on fire in that latter part of the tribulation. And now the kingdom age is being ushered in. You know, as you read some of these Old Testament books, we're, we're seeing right now prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes. I, I mean, it's just, it's just an amazing thing what we're seeing happen. And what some things used to be dark to us uh, fires and burnings and, and, and all these things, uh, we see them taking place all over the Middle East these days. And it's going to wax worse and worse till Jesus comes again. But I still believe that God's local church can have revival and can have fire and can have zeal, live on the winning side. We get to chapter 64, and I'll never forget years and years ago, my brother-in-law, Dr. Dave Smith, preached and I'll never forget the message, verse 1. Oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens, that thou wouldst come down. And that's what we need today. We need God to come down. God in your life, God in your marriage, God in my marriage, God in my life, God in your home, God in my home, God in my church, God in your church. We, we need God today. Uh, we don't need a different president. Who knows? You know what I got thinking back? I think my first president... Who was before Truman? I just tried to figure out the other day. I know Truman was my first president. I've had most of the presidents I've asked for I didn't get. I voted for, that is. And most of them who got, I never voted for them. I didn't want them. But, but you know, my hope's not in Washington, D.C. That swamp is so nasty. But this is not a swamp here. This is a... This is God's house. Pure water. Oh, I tell you, I love church. The Bible says, oh, that thou wouldst rend the heavens, that thou wouldst come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence, as when the melting fire burneth. The fire causes the waters to boil, to make thy name known to thine adversaries, that the nations may tremble at thy presence. When thou didst terrible things which we look not for, thou camest down, the mountains flowed down at thy presence. In our text tonight, for since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by ear, Neither have I seen, O God, beside thee. Here it is. What he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. Pastoring this great church allows me the joy to watch people that give the example for us that they have learned to wait on God. 
I pastor so many people that are so encouraging me. I, I know they wait. They wait on God. They don't rush God. They don't hurry God. They wait on God. It's a great inspiration in my heart. So many times when I'm ready to blow a hole in something, you know, charge forward and go forward, I'll think of folks that just have learned the joy of waiting on God. And your testimony is a great help to me. I've pastored people and I've witnessed many Christians that have failed miserably because they do not want to wait on God. They want to hurry. They want to blow a hole in something. Tonight, God says, oh, what he hath prepared for him, that, what is the word, waiteth for him. Tonight, I want to speak to you about waiting on God. Waiting on God. Our Father, help us tonight. There's so many in this church that have provided a great example for us. And then there's some through the years that have been a poor example. May we learn to wait upon you and all the things that you have prepared if we'll just learn the joy of waiting. And we pray this in Jesus' name and for his sake, amen. Waiting is not laziness. Waiting is not necessarily being still. Waiting is not immobility. In fact, quite frankly, waiting might just be the opposite. Waiting just simply means to look eagerly. And I want you to get these definitions so we can get the message tonight, to look eagerly or to expect. When I wait on God, I'm to be looking eagerly. I wonder what he's going to do. I wonder how he's going to do it. I wonder when he's going to do it. It's going to be wonderful. I'm eager about it. I anticipate it. It's very exciting. Another definition is to possess hope while I eagerly wait, while I expect well, I see, I'm looking. Now, maybe, maybe, I, I think about the Lord's coming that way. Maybe today, my Lord will come for me. And so as we wait, it doesn't mean to sit still, be quiet, sleep, snore, give up, give over, give in. Oh, no. It means to be eager. It means to wait with anticipation, expect, expectation, to possess hope. It means to basically De demonstrate confidence in God. And so uh, I need something in my life. You need something big in my life. And God, God's not uh, fulfilled it yet. And so I'm going to need to learn to wait. And I can't wait pacing back and forth, frustrated at God, mad at God. I don't understand. I don't know why you're doing this. I don't know why you can't come through. You come through for this guy. Why can't you come? No, no, that's attacking God. But I am to demonstrate hope. I'm to demonstrate confidence. That's what trust is. Confidence, God, you have this. It's, it's okay. I'm going to wait on you. It may be a day. It may be a month. It may be a year. It may be 10 years. It may be longer. But God, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to wait on you. Patience with confidence. That's what all of us need to leave here tonight. Say, I'm going to live my life this week with waiting. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be confident. I'm going to have trust. I'm going to be eager. I'm going to have expectation. I'm going to have hope. 
Waiting on God, frankly, is not laziness. In fact, when I wait on God, when I'm truly waiting on God, while I'm resting on God, I have more desire that I want to do more for God. I want to pray more while I wait on God. Amen. When, when you say, well, I, I, I'm so upset I can't even pray about this, then you're not waiting. You're agitated. God wants me to wait, and when I wait, I feel like praying more. I don't feel like listening. I listen, the only thing I listen to in my car is KMBBC radio. And if I'm not listening to that, I like just praying. I enjoy praying. I'm waiting on God for so many things today in my life. I mean, big things for, for my marriage, big things for my life, big things for this church, for God's people. I want to wait. I want to, I'm anticipating that he's going to do it. And so I want to wait. As a result of wanting to wait, I want to pray more. I want to do more for God. I want prayer more. I want more of the Bible, not less of the Bible. Well, I'll tell you what, I read the Bible, it just seems, it's just dead. I'm just so frustrated these days. Then you're not waiting. You're still picking up your burden and dealing with it instead of saying, God, this is your burden. This is your situation. And I'm just going to trust. I'm going to wait. Uh, the people I pastored on Clyde Avenue for all those many years, 31 years, 31 years, you waited. You had no parking lot. You had 31 parking stalls. That's still what's over there. You could not park even on the side streets. You had to park at a school or a lot or I'd be picked up at your house. We didn't allow you to park there. We posted some signs. I think of one man, he's, po he's passed away. The sign is still there. This sign has been posted by North Valley Baptist Church. Do not park here. He was a man that lived in a wheelchair and he was frustrated at times that, that he couldn't get, he had a handicapped stall. We'd take the handicapped stall out front of his house. And I said, I can solve that. He was upset with me. And I said, I can solve that. I saw the sign there just recently. He's been gone for years now and it's posted. This has been posted by North Valley Baptist Church. Don't park here. You know what those people over there that, that were at Clyde Avenue for 31 years with no parking lot, they were learned to wait. And we learned so much, we were waited on God. Do you recall you'd come to the early service? That thing started so small, all of a sudden it grew and grew and grew. So many people came. We had to have two services in the morning for 16 years. It was, there was no room. And, and that was a traffic jam scene, people coming and going and cars coming in and going out, just the 31 spots we had. And, and you know that, that if you came to the second service, you got to lay your Bibles down for the evening service. You came to the morning service, you knew when you came to church on Sunday night, you were not going to get in the 1,400-seat auditorium. There'd be no room for you on Sunday night. Now, some folks could get in, and we had steps just like this. That was a horseshoe balcony, and we had steps like this coming down. And so they would stand on the steps and then sit there for preaching. We'd bring chairs down the aisles, and we'd pack the aisles out. We'd bring chairs in the front of the auditorium after all the choir and everybody got down. And, and those folks could be in the auditorium, but the rest of the crowd had to be in other rooms. We'd put a preacher in there, and they'd listen to the, they'd watch the service on, 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 the, on the video screen. And then when it came time for the invitation, one of our pastors would be in the front, and, and you're in the fireside room, whatever room, and you want to come forward, we'll have someone to deal with you right there. You know what those people did for all those 31 years? They waited. 
Don't tell me this is not a miracle property. God's given us between that and this a little over seven acres. Well, I know it's not a lot. People, preachers are listening right now. They might say, we just got 90. Well, God bless you. Try to get seven in the Silicon Valley. Try it. It's not possible. But God bless the people of God for waiting. Try building, every preacher that comes and says, how'd you get permission to build all these buildings on this amount of property, six and a quarter, how'd you get that? Uh, God's people learn to wait on God and God always comes through. Waiting's a good thing. Waiting's a wonderful thing. Because in your waiting, you're gonna see that God is gonna work it out and you can never work it out. Well, I tell you what, I'm X amount of years age and I want to get married. I want to get married. I want to get married. And so I'm going to get married. I'm going to find a girl. I'm going to find a guy. I'm going to get married. Oh, dangerous. Because you won't get the right one. But God, when you wait on him, will send you the right one. You watch what God does. But I have to learn to wait. My Bible says here, I have not, it, it, what, what God has prepared for him, that wait. You know, when I wait, Yes, I want to pray more. Yes, I want to read the Bible more. Yes, I want to pass more gospel checks. Yes, yes, I want to be more patient. Because that's what waiting is. Waiting is believing that God has this, and I want to be resting in God, that God is going to take care of it. You know, when you wait, Fasting becomes easier. You know, your weight, trying to keep your heart clean is not as hard as it was when you just learn to wait that God, God has this. He's going to take care of this. I'm not going to fret. I'm not going to stew. I'm not going to the doctor to get medicine to calm me down. What side effects are <laughs> suicidal thoughts? Turn with me in your Bibles, and I'm going to ask you to turn tonight, and I'll try not to be very long, Psalm 27. In Psalm 27, when do you wait? When do you wait? I learned this verse in Bible college. 2714. Let's read it together. 2714. To prelude the verse, look at verse 13. I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This was, this was a passage, the scripture, where, where David had lost his courage. It was a very difficult time for David. And so David tells us something in Psalm 27, 14. Let's read it together. Ready, begin. Wait on the Lord. So you wait when you're weak. When you're weak and frustrated, God's telling you, wait. Eager. Anticipation. Slow down. He's got it. Trust. Hope. Confidence. Demonstrate it. So when I'm weak, that's what Isaiah 40, 31, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their. You have to wait to get strength. When you're weak, you're not going to get strong by doing this and doing this. And You have to wait on God 
that God's going to take care of it in God's time. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You won't faint when you're weary, when you're tired, if you're waiting on God. Turn with me to Psalm 37. When we're weak, we wait on God. When we're impatient, we wait on God. Psalm 37, verse 1 says, fret not thyself. Don't get all worked up. Verse number 7. Ready? Begin. Rest in the Lord. know about you, but have you ever been impatient? You're all smiling. I get impatient at times. What in the world? Why can't you? What, what's, what's going on here? You know, it, we, we all do get impatient. But when we're impatient, when you're impatient with your children, God's trying to deal with you. I like these kids. No, God's trying to deal with you. Impatient people really need to realize that God is trying to get you to wait on him. Uh, weak people, are, as God is trying to get you to realize, you know, wait upon him. Weary people, how about chapter 69? Chapter 69, when you're weary, are you weary? Are you heavy hearted? Tell it to you, you ever get weary? We're weary in the battle, but never get weary of the battle. Look what it says in Psalm in chapter 69, and I want you to read with me verse number three, if you will. David was, he said, save me, O God, for the waters have come into my soul. I sink in deep mire where there's no standing. I've come to the deep waters. The floods overflow me. Look at verse 3. Let's read it together. Ready? Begin. I am weary of my pride. My throat is dry. My eyes fail. David said, I'm not doing very well with this. I'm still not learning my lesson, but I'm going to wait. We wait on God when we're weak. We wait on God when we're impatient. We wait on God when we're weary. We wait on God. When we're attacked, Psalm 25, verse 3, uh, uh, the Bible says, and you keep your psalm right, right there because I'm going to keep moving with you here. But the Bible says, Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. When, when, when you're just so attacked and people are attacking you and David's under attack, he said in verse 2, I need to learn to wait. How do I learn to wait? And I'll be done. My, 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 we, we know what the word wait means. It's to anticipate. It's eagerness. God's going to do something. Really, there's an excitement about it. It's patience. It's hope. It's trust. God is going to build your life by waiting instead of reacting. You get, you get some 
financial reversal, if you're not careful, the first decision is something foolish, how I'm going to deal with it. That's why all of you as Bible college students, you stay four years, I guarantee it, it's not going to be an easy road. Part of that purpose is God trying to train you and teach you to wait on him, to hope and to trust. Yes, you stay busy, look for a job. Yes, work more hours. Yes, handle your money. Let, let someone teach you how to handle money properly. But all that's important because you're going to get in the ministry. And if you think just dealing with yourself is expensive, put a mate on that, put children on that, and then put a ministry. It's a nonprofit and it never has enough money. And do that for a year, for 10 years, for 20 years, for 30 years, for 50 years, a lifetime. And, and then look, that never, every day you wake up, there's never enough money. Hey, that's, why, that's why you get to wait on God and just watch how God always comes through. He does. That's why this church is a strong church. God's people have had to wait on God for everything. Had to trust God. COVID became a good thing. Why? For 492 days, 82 days, we learned to wait on God. Wonderful. Week after week after week, no choir, no choir, no choir, no choir, no choir. I tell you what, we got back in here, the choir is always filled. Men's prayer meeting. We went out there in those tents and turned the fire pits on when it was cold and the freezing, and we and it went from X amount to the doubled, and then it doubled again, and then it doubled again, and it stays up. Why? Because God's men learned to wait, eager anticipation on God. It's an amazing thing. We are still making monthly payments of $100,000 on this property in this building. We moved back in, and the payments stopped. God is so good. He's so good to us. But there's joy when we learn to wait and we're impatient people. We want it right now. We're driving home from Sacramento, my wife, and I went to see the kids, the high school, their tournament, and we said, let's get an iced tea. And uh, we went and got an iced tea. McDonald's is our dollar. Really, and uh, just for a buck, uh, it's great. But you know what? There was two lines. And they were just a little slow. Instead of taking like 30 seconds, it took like a minute and 30 seconds. Well, that's not going to make it. We got to get on the road. We got to get going. We got to get moving. I live that way. No, I knew if I said that, I knew you're going to be shaking your head yes right down there, Mrs. Traver. So Deacon's wife, come and deal with her at the altar tonight when she gets right. I knew when I said that, I shouldn't have said that. Uh, she, she thinks now, she'll say, marriage is something. Hey, you've, Brother Van Dyke, you've been married 147 years. It's an amazing thing, the things they can come up with. The latest now is, oh, you know, honey, you have ADD or ADC or ADQ or AD whatever it is. She's convinced I've got it. You know what I'm talking about, Brother Van Dyke. You bring it up in Deacon's meeting, what your wife says about you. Well, maybe not him, but most of the guys do. I'll tell you that right now. Because we can really be men 
when our wives are not around. I want you to know something, friend. God wants us to, each of us is so impatient. How do I get, how, how do I develop waiting? One, the Word of God. The Word of God. I will wait for the Lord, my soul doth wait on his word, do I hope. I'm going to wait on the word. Just keep reading this book. Just read it. Blessed is he that reads. God says he'll bless you if you just read it. Thank God for memorization. He tells us to memorize it. Tells us to meditate upon it. Tells us to keep it. But he said, I'll bless you if you just read it. You want to learn the joy of waiting? You're going to have to learn the word of God. Secondly, we learn to wait with quietness. Lamentations 3.20, it is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait on the Lord. Just wait. Quietly. Just be, just be don't be so agile. Well, I got to get on the computer. I got to judge. I got to get on this. I got to have this thing. I got to figure it out. I got to, got to, got to. No, 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 don't, 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 don't. Rush around. Be still. God wants us to be still. Not lazy, not just sitting around, but just, he'll take care of it. Be not dismayed. Whatever be tied, God will take it. But when you're all agitated, I've got to make some phone calls. I've got to deal with this. I've got to take care of this. I've got to jump on this. I've got to deal with it right now, right now, right now. Well, you're not learning the joy of waiting. We wait with his word. We wait with quietness. We wait relying on the Holy Spirit, Galatians 5, 5. The Bible says, for though we through the Spirit wait on the Spirit for the hope of the righteousness by faith, we wait on the Holy Spirit. Don't rush the Holy Spirit. Just, just wait. Number four, we wait with anticipation. That's what waiting means, to anticipate, eagerness. 1 Thessalonians 1.10, and to wait for his son, Jesus Christ, from heaven, whom he hath raised from dead, even with Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. I'm to wait on and for the Son of God. I, I have some big problems, and so do you. But maybe my big problems will be solved by way of the rapture. And maybe tonight, and I don't want to blow my last day all frustrated. I want to learn the joy of waiting. As we close tonight, God's going to release us from here in a few moments. You're going to have to, and I'm going to have to together, learn the joy of waiting. And waiting means expectation. It's coming. It's coming. It's hope. It's anticipation. It's eagerness. It's trust. It's confidence. Not in myself, not in others, but in Jesus Christ. And he, God has it all under control. Amen. Waiting is difficult for folks, especially if you're a leader. Leaders are aggressive, and we have to be. 
If you're leading a company, there has to be energy. There has to be excitement. There's nothing a problem. That, that, I, I don't have a problem with that. But many people think waiting is dull and dead. I have the joy of returning calls to people a, a lot. Many phone calls. And normally it's playing phone tag or I'll text back, do you have time for a call? I, I do that every day, so many times a day. And I think of some preachers that call and it's just so enjoyable to speak to them. They carry the conversation. They, 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 they talk. They just, but I get some guys, and I tell you, it just drives me crazy. They want something. They want to ask a question. I'll call back. I say, hey, Brother Ralph. And I don't know a Ralph, the preacher, so I can use that. Hey, Brother Ralph, how are you doing? I feel like saying, hello, are you there? <laughs> hey, Brother Ralph, how you doing? Fine. I'm thinking, you call me, you want me to call you back. What? Add some to this conversation. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Uh, Ralph, hey, what's going on? Not much. You have got to be kidding me. It, it's just, it, it, just it, it, it drives me nuts. How was church yesterday? Uh, Ralph, how was church yesterday? Good. I'm not exaggerating. There, there's, there, there's some preachers that I love to, I, I just thank God for them. But when I have to return that call, I think this is going to be tough. And I make all this small talk and all this small talk and all this small talk. And I finally say, well, you're called. And I'm just returning your call. Okay. <laughs> what can I do for you? I think some people think that's what waiting is. Waiting is not dull. I like talking to a preacher that I can hardly get a word in. I think it's great. I like talking to people that they like to talk. They just, they enjoy talking. It, it, it just wears me out when people are dull and they think that's like, I, I think they equate that, that's what waiting on God, that's not what waiting on God is at all. Waiting on God is, I wonder Sunday who's going to get saved in this auditorium. What sections they're coming. I wonder what God's going to do in this marriage this morning. Or on Saturday night, walking through here one night during the day. I wonder what God's going to do on Sunday. I wonder what God's going to do this Tuesday night. You say, wouldn't you be surprised if someone came and bought us another seven acres and just gave it to you? No, I would not be surprised. Absolutely not, I would not. I bet you couldn't, no, I, I could contain myself. Because I eagerly await someone to walk through these doors and say, I've got seven acres for you. 
I use that number because I know of about a little piece of land that's about that, about that that's left. I know we can't get it. But maybe someone will buy it and give it to us. Ah, oh, you crazy dreamer. I know because I've learned, I'm learning the joy of waiting. I can hardly wait to see the school property for the Christian school. I close. Do you realize that mothers in our school do not know how to get grass stains out of their kids, their boys' jeans? I don't know if a mother would know how to get grass stains out of jeans. You know what our mothers are good at? Sewing the knees back together. All we have is asphalt. The school's been there for 47 years, 46 years, I think, 1977. Do you know that we have never had one parent complain about there's no, we don't have a swing, we don't have a slide. We don't really, I mean, we don't have what, anything. It's just a school and asphalt. We thought about everything. Could we put a big, big playground on top of the building? I mean, we discussed that. We talked about it. Put, you know, chain link fence around the top of that thing. I mean, they do it at prisons. <laughs> That's what school is. We've thought about everything. But I want, to know, I want you to know, it would not surprise me. I, I know it's not possible now in our eyes, that Montague school may be ours one day soon. Say, so, well, we need more schools. We're just out of space. I know, but there's still a God in heaven. There's a God in heaven, and I'm going to wait on what God wants because I had some people I pastored for 31 years on Clyde Avenue. And those people learned to wait, 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 and never complain. And look what God did. Our job this week, as we stand together, please, is to wait on God. Would you wait on Him? Eagerness, expectation. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.